season five of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's podcast, where we cover the roping industry from top to bottom. This is where the team roping world talks. We talk through tough subjects, we talk big wins, and we talk real issues affecting the community. I'm your host and editor of the Team Roping Journal, Chelsea Schaefer. Hey everyone, it's Jenna back with another episode of The Short Score. On this week's episode, I got to talk with Kayla Bergquist, who currently ranks number one in the Resist All Rookie All-Around standings with $12,018.65 in earnings as a rookie in team roping, steer roping, and tie down roping. I caught up with him right before a practice session, right before he heads out on the Cowboy Christmas run. We talked about his background, how he got started roping, and what his goals are in pro rodeo. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. Here's Caleb Burquist. about that progression did you amateur rodeo do you college rodeo and then how'd you decide you wanted to get your card yeah so i i amateur rodeo high school rodeo and then i amateur rodeo and i remember my dad telling me that you know i knew there was lots of big names out there and i was i was nervous and scared <laughs> to compete against them and he just kept saying uh we called it our tuition year which meant that you just got to get the experience under your belt for for a year and, and see how it goes and uh you know the more comfortable i got uh i felt you know it was it was better towards the end of your uh, end of my high school career especially in the amateurs high school rodeo was great for me won the state um and then amateur rodeo and i was nervous at first and then it kind of kicked off um and then uh all of a sudden uh we were graduating high school and uh got a full ride to msu um Montana State University, and uh, that's kind of when, uh, a, I mean, I wouldn't say a lot of it changed, but it really wiped my perspective. I mean, you were, you know, they were they were helping you financially to go to school, and um, to hold up my end of the bargain was to, you know, help the team out and, and uh, stuff like that. So I'd say ever since I landed, you know, my senior year, and but especially when I landed in Montana, kind of all of it was, uh, I practiced every day. 
Um, and then I had COVID, which kind of shut me down my sophomore year. Um, but then I won the region uh, my junior and senior year, won the all-around my senior year, won the team open head in my senior year. Um, it was that's when kind of things started to click was about, oh, I'd say my sophomore year of college. Just because I, I guess I felt that, you know, the more time I put in, uh, you know, the better your results were and so um that's kind of when things got real serious and then i and then i bought my permit which would have been when i was a junior in college um and so started that i made the columbia river circuit finals uh my first year and then the second year which would have been my senior last year uh i ended up winning the montana pro circuit so uh things have things have gone well that's Very awesome fortunate. yeah for sure so, um, so what what would you say your goals are with Pro Rodeo? Yeah, so last year I was runner-up uh, in the all-around. So I team rope, calf rope, and steer rope. Um, I was only short by a couple thousand. And so I think for sure this year is to, uh, to win the all-around in our circuit. Um, I also think to continue to win the calf roping circuit has, has always been on my mind but to make the circuit finals you know towards the top in the team roping uh is also a very very good goal I've, I've we've been working on i got a kid that i roped with in college by the name of tegan leno uh, one of my best friends um he has been healing awesome and you know we've been doing so far so good in the circuit so hopefully we can we can keep that up and make the circuit finals um but as far as outside of the circuit um you know i've always had school in september and so to hit those bigger rodeos in the northwest in september um and with buying my card i can finally enter livingston and, and cody and stuff like that um i'm just excited to you know have a chance to, to compete with all of them guys we've been doing it forever yeah so how do you balance school and pro rodeo and college rodeo it's a handful that's for sure i'm graduated now but i i know uh i would usually get up and practice i usually practice before before school at least high um before school and then we had team open practice or yeah team practice after school um and so i was kind of on the days that i could um get two days or two practices in a day um I felt, you know, not that I don't love practicing with the team. Not our coach was outstanding. The both coaches I had, Andy Bullich and Kyle Whitaker, were outstanding to me um, and helped me a lot. Um, but sometimes doing it by yourself, uh, you know, putting your, testing yourself when nobody's around is, is kind of something that, you know, it's kind of really made me progress. Um, I, I guess the way you could put it, uh, you tie, tie, and tie, and you get tired and keep tying. And, um, <laughs> But nobody sees that, which uh-huh. is fine. Nobody <laughs> needs to see that. But uh-huh. uh, I felt like those were the steps or those were the mornings that uh, made me progress the, the most. But, uh, um, yeah, just school-wise, you know, keep, when you had time, extra free time, you were you were doing your schoolwork. And once you got your schoolwork done, you were, you were doing something to help yourself improve in the rodeo world. Yeah. So who have been your influences or is there anybody that you've roped with has made a big impact yep. on your open? So that, I guess there's probably two or three guys that come to mind when I say that. First of all is my dad. Um, he has provided me with lots of opportunities. Um, you know, I'll, I'll never be able to thank him enough. We got a family ranch and it's busy and um, he could always use the help and, uh, you know, 
not push away, but he has granted me the opportunity to go to Montana the last two years uh, during the summers. And so, and his, he said, you know, find me a part-time job and uh, and uh, and rodeo. And so that's, you know, some some families are ask their kids to come back immediately. Um, and he was one that had granted me the opportunities to stay out here in rodeo. I felt like when I was home, you know, I just wanted to help him, and I always felt obligated to help every single day. And it took away from my practice or took away from entering a couple of rodeos that were a little further. But when I got to Montana, when all I do, you know, I work part-time for Van Dyke Genius, and then um, other than that, I'm practicing and rodeo on him. So, um, you know, my parents gave me the opportunity to, to get away from home, which was, was huge. Um, and then the other guy that comes to my mind is Seth Hopper. Seth's um, down there in Hermiston, Oregon. And uh, he is a very, very good guy uh, and has helped me the last three years um, the most. I mean, I was fortunate enough to also buy a horse from him, which is how we kind of got started. Um, and then I go down there, you know, a couple times a year uh, to tune up. And it's all about working on the little things that, you know, somebody might not notice. But in the long run, you know, they make up time. Um, and so Seth is, has helped me a lot. Uh, I, I would say that once I bought the horse from Seth and I got Seth's help, um, I took another very large step forward. And uh, I can't thank him enough. That's awesome. Magic Cushion Hoof Packing is proven to provide fast, soothing relief for overworked, overheated hooves. Magic Cushion helps relieve symptoms associated with hoof concussion and trauma. It calms sole and frog inflammation and soreness, and it starts working to reduce hoof heat within one hour. Magic Cushion is trusted by top farriers, plus it uses natural ingredients. Magic Cushion can be used for hoof relief after training or competition, and it lasts for up to 24 hours. Magic Cushion can be packed under a shoe and pad and left in place through the shoeing cycle. For fast-acting and long-lasting hoof relief, choose Magic Cushion. Learn more about Magic Cushion at Absorbing.com. That's A-B-S-O-R-B-I-N-E.com. Can you talk about the horses that you have with you? Yeah, so I ride a calf horse by the name of Hefty. Um, I've had him for two years now. Um, and he is going to be, yeah, he's 13 this spring, so he just turned 13. Um, and he is, I would put it as he loves his job. <laughs> he, uh, he never wants to disappoint. He's always, always trying, trying his hardest. And, and I, and just like all my horses, I try to take the very best care of them just because, you know, they got a job to do as well. And so, um, but he, uh, he fits my style and we are, we're, we get along super well. And, uh, he, once I got him, uh, like I said, it is, it has changed my game. You know, I went, you know, I have, I've always had, was fortunate enough to have, uh, nice horses. Um, that's one thing my dad is, has always tried is to put us on good horses. We might not always add the nicest rig to get to the rodeo, but we got there. But, uh, what we unloaded was uh, huge for us. Um, and uh, 
Uh, and But once I got hefty, I just felt like from the horses I had in high school, uh, he just stepped me up a whole new level, um, which was uh, which was which was awesome. Um, so it is. I've taken him everywhere. I've rode him the last three years at all the pro rodeos. And he, you know, he got me the circuit championship. He's he's got me two college championships. Um, you know, I qualified for the Ram finals this year. He got me there. Um, he he's outstanding for me. Uh, in the in the heading, um, I have a horse by the name of Wit. Um, and I, we've had him for a couple years now. Um, it's kind of a funny story how we got him. We had some longhorn cows, uh, that kept getting out of the pasture and our, uh, horseshoer was a pro rodeo by the name of, uh, Kobe Jones. And, uh, he got so busy horseshoeing and he said, uh, well, you guys like your longhorn? And my dad's like, no, I'd like to sell him. He said, I have had to take a step back from pro rodeo when you want to trade so <laughs> longhorn cows for the head horse i've had now and uh he's been outstanding i head on him uh my sister heels on him and then actually this year in the college um i was riding a different head horse because my healer's uh heel horse was was hurt and so uh my he my healer tegan he rode with who i had on so we do both ends on him which is which is really cool and, and uh he yeah we can't thank, thank him enough for all he does does for us there so it was it was kind of funny how we ended up with him but super happy we did and then the last horse that's i mean helping me towards all around um i bought a yellow horse and i'm pretty original with the names i, I call her yellow <laughs> uh, he came we ran starting for quite a few years um, a bunch of the hired hands had rode him, and I mean, they would doctor cattle on him, and they'd have him sweat. And then he made it through all of that. And uh, a, another guy, actually, who I look up to a lot, uh, as well as Seth, my dad, is by the name of Gabe Richardson. Uh, and Gabe helped me get starting started in the steer open. And uh, so Gabe took the horse for a couple weeks, and then he called me and he said, "Would you like to come steer open?" And I was like, yeah, no, I'd love to get into it. That yeah, was probably four or five years ago. And then uh, I remember the first practice, uh, didn't catch many. And then I knew I had stuff to work on. And then, uh, yeah, I've used Yeller ever since. I've made the circuit finals every year on him for the last three years now. Um, but thanks to Gabe, uh, getting me started and getting, or helping me get Yeller trained was uh, something special. And, and so Yeller's another one I've had for oh seven or eight years um that uh you know it, it would take and i don't think i could ever get rid of him and no matter you know how much uh he's just one of those that um i think will around forever so those three are uh are, are my main three and then i got you know I'm, i've been blessed with some backups too that i practice on but uh those are the main three so awesome so where are you entered so we are headed to really for livingston tomorrow uh, the next day after that, we are in Red Lodge. Um, the day after that, we go to Cody. And then we are off a day, and then we are uh, Big Fork for a two-header. Then we bounce over to Cheney. Uh, then we bounce back to Drummond. And then we go, I uh, head down to Colorado Springs for the Ram Finals. That's awesome. We skipped out. I didn't enter uh, St. Paul, but was, you know one of the only other ones that we could have made in the Northwest. But uh, um, a kid I travel with is a calf or one of the uh, stock contractors, and so he has the calves at Red Lodge and stuff. And so we kind of helped him um, 
but anyways, yeah, so we're, you know, we got one every single day besides, I think, the fifth, so, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're busy. Thanks so much for listening. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode with Caleb Berquist. Be on the lookout for his story later this week on teamropingjournal.com.